Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. We have five things to know on Fat Tuesday. This is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, February 16th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well today. Let's start with baseball. Spring training complexes in Florida and Arizona open for pitchers and catchers for 15 teams tomorrow and all teams by Friday. If you read our daily edition yesterday, you saw that most teams will open up their venues for a limited number of fans. Attendance will be limited to 20 to 25% of capacity depending on the city. We had a grid in yesterday's daily issue and saw attendance numbers range from about 1,800 to just over 2,500 fans at certain venues for spring training. So keep your eye on baseball as it returns starting this week. Story number two, let's shift to basketball because plans are starting to develop for the NBA All-Star Game for Atlanta scheduled for Saturday, March 7th. The NBA and the union issued a memo outlining some of the protocols. Players and coaches will largely have to remain in their hotels when not at the arena, and all players and coaches, whether part of All-Star events or not, will have to continue to get tested daily COVID-19. Now, the league plans to announce starters for the All-Star Game this week on Thursday. All-Star participants will be traveling to Atlanta by private planes or cars facilitated by the NBA, and they must arrive the night before the game. They will be tested that night and again on game day morning to make sure they're clear to play. Each player can bring up to four Guest. And remember, we said on the Buzzcast yesterday, the NBA will invite local healthcare workers and students and staff from local historically black colleges and universities to attend the game on March 7th. About 1,200 to 1,500 people will be in attendance in State Farm Arena. So plans continue to develop for an all-star game on Saturday, March 7th. Story number three, shifting to tennis. Tennis Australia CEO Craig Tilley is optimistic that fans can return for the latter stages of the Australian Open because that five-day lockdown in the state of Victoria is scheduled to end Wednesday. So Tilly remains hopeful that fans can return for the semifinals and finals. He called the five-day lockdown a massive blow to the tournament. The absence of fans at the Australian Open amid the Melbourne lockdown could cost Tennis Australia more than $8 million in lost ticket revenue over the days of the shutdown. So they are hopeful to have fans in the stands later this week. Speaking of what's going on at the Australian Open, it could become a harbinger of things to come in the tennis world. Remember, the Australian Open is the first major championship to be played entirely without line judges, as the tournament is using that Hawkeye Live system, which determines whether balls are in or out. 
as well as catching footfalls. Well, right now, Wimbledon said yesterday it may install automated electronic officiating systems at that event because of the COVID-19 restrictions. Normally, at Wimbledon, there would be about 300 line judges rotating to cover 18 courts for the two weeks. But they said yesterday they may follow the example of the Australian Open and use this type of technology. Now, why isn't this technology more rampant? It's really the cost. If a tournament wanted to install this type of technology across all their courts, it could cost an event more than a million dollars. That's why more tournaments haven't done it throughout the tournament. Remember, the U.S. Open did it at select courts last year. Australian Open, the first event to do it on all courts this year. And again, could be a sign of the future. Story four, more fans returning to sports venues in baby steps. The Tampa Bay Lightning last night lost to the Florida Panthers, but Monday's game also marked the first game that the Lightning allowed fans back at Amalea Arena. The arena was still largely empty, but it was a limited crowd of a few hundred family and friends. They watched from the lower bowl and the suites. Again, a first gradual step to a soft opening. The Lightning hope to reopen the arena to close to 4,000 fans by the middle of March. And so right now, by our count, there are five NHL teams allowing for fans. The St. Louis Blues, the Phoenix Coyotes, the Florida Panthers, the Nashville Predators, and the Dallas Stars. Now add the Lightning allowing friends and family. So you could say six teams are allowing people in the venue. The Lightning hope to have more fans in just a few weeks' time. And our last story, story five, will be about people. Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel has agreed to a five-year contract extension through June of 2026, so he'll remain in the same position that he has held since 2016. His contract had been set to expire next month. Now, Ward Manuel still looking for that sustainable big-time success on the football field, but he's made a good coaching hire with Juwan Howard, basketball program and other programs performing well. But like every athletic director, Ward Manuel seriously tested by the COVID crisis in terms of financial fallout from the institutions and multiple shutdowns of sports throughout the season. I think being an athletic director right now, one of the hardest jobs in sports. Ward Manuel will stay at Michigan through June of 2026. And I just want to give some of the highlights, our most read stories in our daily content yesterday, Daytona 500 doing okay, hosting 30,000 fans. Story two, Playfly to acquire sales agency home team sports. Third most popular story, the Warriors launched Game Mode, a second screen app for fans with Live Like. The fourth most read story was about Stanford and some of their former athletes grouping together to raise $40 million to save some of the cut sports. The fifth most read story, the protocol timing around MLB clubs scrambling toward spring training. And for our weekly content, among the highlights, the most read story, John Boy Media gets a million dollars in funding and some of their future plans. Another highly read story was our cover story about the agent Nicole Lynn, where she talks about what she's binging on. So that is your morning buzzcast for Fat Tuesday, Tuesday, February 16th. I'm Abe Matcor. Hope everybody has a great day, stays healthy, and be good to each other. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex. 
equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.